Hello and welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator. And this is episode 121, The Allegory of Aragorn. Guys, welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast, a podcast that focuses on those three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness to help us grow closer to the Lord on this journey we call life. It's Black Friday. We're assaulting the Black Gate of Mordor today. We're going to talk about Aragorn and how he parallels Jesus in the Lord of the Rings story. Guys, thank you for being here. If you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. If you're a returning viewer or listener, thank you very much for all your support. Uh, at any rate, I would appreciate you guys subscribing to the channel, whatever, wherever you're watching this on, uh, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, wherever, or if you were listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever, please subscribe to the show, listen to it, share it, leave a comment, a five-star rating review, all that jazz. I very much appreciate it. That's how the, the show grows. Check out the Three Pillars Podcast website, Three Pillars Podcast at WordPress.com. It's got everything from blogs to book reports uh, to history lessons to fitness tips, quotes of the day. All that's there on the website. Make sure you check it out. Finally, check out the podcast on Good Pods. Good Pods is a podcast discovery platform akin to Goodreads, if you guys are into all that. Helps you connect with other podcast platforms, other podcasts that are out there. And Helps the show get discovered more than it would without with my you know zero marketing budget. If you're only <clears throat> if you're on Good Pods, make sure you check out Joe Ruscello, the Sword of the Spirit. He's an awesome dude. He's got an awesome podcast over there. He does a live show every Thursday and every Sunday, so make sure you check him out uh, over there on Good Pods. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you had a phenomenal day yesterday. Uh, we're going to kick this off with a quick word of prayer as always, and then we're going to dive right into Aragorn and Jesus and how they are very similar uh, characters. Um, so let's, 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 just, let's just jump in. Here we go. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us in ways we can understand. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for being all around us at all times. If we just pay attention and look, you're right there. Lord, we are thankful for you and your steadfast glory forever and ever for guiding us and directing us all the days of our lives. Lord, without you, we would be in a, a pit of misery and despair. And, and finding you, finding your hope in the storm is our hope for the future and eternity with you and forever, Lord. And for that, we are grateful. Lord, I ask that you'd be with me today. Give me the words to say. Give anybody tuning into this the eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive anything that can grow them closer to you. In the holy name of Jesus. We pray, amen. All right. <clears throat> Who doesn't love the Lord of the Rings? Just like with the Narnia series, it's an it's a an awesome fantasy story that it goes through the whole hero's journey. It goes through all the elements of fiction that we love very much. Uh, this is kind of part two, I guess, in a series. I've got the Allegory of Aslan, which is a couple episodes ago. I'm going to do the Allegory of Arthur. Uh, King Arthur very soon. So a lot of A words, as it were, Aslan, Aragorn, and Arthur, um, and how they parallel Jesus and why it's so important that we find Jesus in these works of fiction, because he is the ultimate hero. Uh, Aragorn, if you guys have ever read Lord of the Rings, it's not a spoiler alert, uh, because the books have been out forever, but he's one of the the, the most essential characters in the entire story. And, he, and I remember reading the book when I was like 10 years old and being, man, Aragorn Strider, he was awesome. And then when the movies came out, you're like, Viggo Mortensen played him. He nailed the character. You're like, man, this dude is really awesome. Um, 
And guess who else is awesome? Jesus. So that's what we're going to get in today. We're going to talk about Jesus and Aragorn and how they parallel one another, how you can find Jesus in uh, these different stories that we love so dearly. All right. <clears throat> so again, uh, there's a very rich tapestry of similarities between Aragorn and Jesus. Uh, the themes of leadership, destiny, sacrifice, and redemption, all that kind of plays through this entire uh, series. So we're going to start with kind of humility. Jesus and Aragorn were both unexpected leaders. They shared humbled beginnings. They defied traditional notions of leadership. Aragorn, he's introduced as a ranger in the shadows, and Jesus, he's born in a manger. Both of these roles uh, reje rejected the trappings of power. You wouldn't expect these really kind of humble dudes in the background in the shadows to be the hero. This commonality sets the stage for their journeys towards becoming these unconventional and unexpected leaders. In Luke 2, 7, we learn that Jesus, uh, Luke 2, 7, I'll just read it. Uh, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him for them in the inn. Jesus was born in a manger. The Jews didn't didn't see their savior because his humble beginnings, he ended up growing up being a carpenter. Not not much to speak of. They didn't they were expecting him to ride in with armies and trumpets and and swords and stuff, but he was very very humble. The parallel here is again Aragorn. He his introduction his very his very first time you see him he's a ranger in the shadows he's got this kind of veiled identity he's strider he meets the hobbits in in the inn there and breathe the prancing pony you don't really know who this guy is he's kind of like man is this guy is he a vagabond is he a, is he a um is he uh, a vagrant is he this who who is this kind of strange guy in the shadows not exactly the leader type that you would think but they end up being the ultimate hero, one of the ultimate heroes of the story, right? For Frodo, right? Um, when Aragorn's addressing the writers of Rohan in the Two Towers, I'm just going to read a little quote from him. He says, I have claimed no titles and have offered no terms. It is not the Shire that I speak, nor do any of you need to care. But it is told that I am the chief of the Dunedain in the north, and I have come out of the great sea to save you from the enemy that would destroy you. Is there anyone in this route with authority to treat with me? So he's not, he's saying, this is what they say I am, but I'm just a guy. I'm trying to, to help. Can you guys uh, let me help you before we go assault, um, before we go to Isengard and, and obviously uh, with the Battle of Helm's Deep and everything like that. He's trying to plead and, and take his place and serve his destiny and purpose, which we're going to get into in, in a minute. Jesus did, this, did the same thing. He went and he preached and he did, he was very humble about everything that he did. He walked with people who the religious people of the of the day would not have even associated with. So he was this very unexpected leader. That's one of the parallels between Jesus and Aragorn that you'll find uh, in the Bible and in the Lord of the Rings story. So getting into destiny and purpose. The theme of destiny shapes the trajectories of Aragorn and Jesus. Aragorn's quest to reclaim his, reclaim his rightful throne mirrors Jesus's earthly ministry, both characters driven by a profound sense of purpose. The narratives unfold as a tapestry of inter intertwined destinies, revealing the depths of their calling. In Luke 4, uh, verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. 
So that's his destiny. The, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord fills Jesus and it drives and gives him purpose. It guides us. We can let that happen in our own lives if we just allow the Holy Spirit to use us and guide us and direct us all the days of our lives, right? The parallel is Aragorn's quest to reclaim the throne and bring about a new era of peace and justice in Middle Earth. The same, the same thing. The crownless shall be king again. It's a very, you see that that's it's pretty glaring uh, parallel. Jesus, you know, was the crownless king, but he, in his death, burial, and resurrection, now he's seated uh, on the throne. Same thing with, with Aragorn. His whole quest in, in Middle Earth was A, to destroy the ring, but eventually he finds, he, he, he well, he knows he's, his lineage and what he belongs to. But it becomes evident to everybody in Middle Earth that by the end of the book, that he is the king. He's got the lineage. He fights about it. He's noble. He, they defeat uh, Sauron in the end, and he um, reclaims his title as you know king of Gondor. And he, he unites the two the two kingdoms, Arnor and Gondor, and lets Rohan do their thing. It's it, it's just, it's so it's so awesome to see that this destiny play out uh, throughout the Bible and also the Lord of the Rings story. So if you haven't read either one of them, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. But by now, you guys have read at least some of the Bible if you're following this podcast. But Lord of the Rings, maybe, maybe not. We've really talked about it that much. But that's another parallel, your destiny and your purpose. Jesus fulfills his destiny and his purpose throughout his ministry. Then he gets in, obviously, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, Aragorn does the same throughout the Lord of the Rings story. So, third point, their sacrificial leadership. So central to the essence of both characters is their embodiment of sacrificial leadership. Aragorn and Jesus prioritize the well-being of others over personal gain, showcasing a selflessness that resonates with the principles of servant leadership. We've done an episode on that before. Go back and check it out. Just Three Pillars Podcast, Servant Leadership, you, you will find it. Their actions become a testament to the transformative power of leading with compassion and sacrifice. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The parallel there, Aragorn's willingness to sacrifice personal comfort for the greater good showcases his servant leadership. In the two towers, again, he offers his personal desire to help Frodo. I would have, he says, I would have guided Frodo to Mordor and gone with him to the end. But if I seek him now in the wilderness, I must abandon the captives, the torment and death. My heart speaks clearly at last. The fate of the bearer is in my hands no longer. So he knows, I mean, he could have gone after Frodo right there at the, at the uh, kind of the, the middle portion between the Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. He could have gone with Legolas and Gimli to go find Frodo and help them on their quest. However, what would have happened to Pippin and Mary, right? He had to, to make a choice at that point, and it, it, his judgment was to take the hard path because they could have they could have snuck into Mordor and been all secretive and gotten to the to the um, to Mount Doom, destroyed the Ring, and all that jazz. Uh, probably would have not had Gollum's help. They, they they would have done it. It would have been a little. Would have been a wildly different story, right? Instead, he took uh, Legolas and Gimli. They went after Merry and Pippin, and went through that whole adventure. I'm not going to recount the Lord of the Rings, but they go through. Uh, you know, they go to Helm's Deep. They go to Isengard. They go to Gondor. They they have the Battle of Pelennor Fields. All these. They had to go through the 
um, <laughs> had to go through and had find the, the dead king and, and make him reclaim his oath. So I, I said I wasn't going to um, <laughs> recount Lord of the Rings, but he goes the hard route and all throughout um, the Lord of the Rings, you see Aragorn doing things for other people, not at seeking any kind of you know glory or gain. He's always there to help others without any kind of uh, not not weaking, wishing to be served. Jesus is the same way. He he serves throughout his entire ministry, throughout his entire life. He washes the feet of his disciples as as a servant in the house instead of the master. And, and everybody does is just freaking out because they don't know what's going on. But that's what Jesus calls to be as his servant leader is to do <clears throat> do unto others right as you would have them do unto you. Go around and treat your neighbors, you know, like you want to be treated. The golden rule, all that, all that, right? That is the that is one of the underlying characteristics of both of these characters, and that's why you can find you know a a version of Jesus, if you will, in the Lord of the Rings. Whether Tolkien did that or not, on purpose, I think you will find that, that he had some Christian undertones to a lot of that story, just like C.S. Lewis did in the Narnia books. You you'll find Jesus if you look for him. That's the point. I hope you guys are seeing that. I'm trying to make that abundantly clear. Um, next point, healing and miracles. Aragorn's healing abilities parallel the miraculous acts attributed to Jesus. Both characters serve as healers and restorers, using their abilities to bring hope and renewal to those in need. This common thread emphasizes their roles as symbols of compassion and divine intervention. Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Throughout his ministry, Jesus did that. Just to help, go, go, go read the New Testament. Go read the gospels. You'll find all the things that Jesus did, raising the dead, healing the sick, uh, curing leprosy, making the lame walk again, uh, giving sight to the blind, all these things. These miracles because the Holy Spirit is working through him. Now, Aragorn was not raising the dead and doing things like that. But he did have healing abilities. If you look at uh, when he at least nurtured or, uh, and, and nursed Frodo after he was he was afflicted um, there at Weathertop, uh, he was able to at least stabilize him until he was able to get into Rivendell and, and, and help him in, in that regard. Um, and he also brought a lot of hope to those in despair, right? He knew he, knew he was learning from the elves the whole time he was... Uh, being reared in, in Rivendell. So he learned healing, just like Jesus throughout his early life. He, he had the Holy Spirit working through him, sure, but he also knew how to heal because he had spent a lot of time in Egypt and he knew how to do a lot of these naturopathic things as well. Um, I'm not saying Egypt is, is is Rivendell, right? But you can see that they had this healing um, uh, and these miracles that, that they did. Uh, Aragorn says in The Return of the King, when he's uh, acknowledging the potential use, use of a, the Palantir, if you guys remember the Palantir, how there could have been some good in it. Uh, he says, uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, let me go find it. Okay. But I say to you, King of the Numenorians, not, not till now have I understood the tale of your people and their fall. As wicked fools, I scorn them, but I pity them at last. For if this is indeed, as the elves say, the gift of the one to men, it is mad not to use it, to use the power of the enemy for such good as he will allow. So I do counsel you from my heart. So Aragorn acknowledges that there is potential good in that palantir, but that's, that's, he ends up, you know, not, he ends up talking to Sauron at some point and realizing, 
you know, and showing who the, who the real king is. It's like Jesus confronting the devil, right? You, you know who he is, but how's this going to play out in the end? This is why it's such a good story. Um, and the Lord of the Rings and the Bible being, you know, <laughs> the, the myth that was true. You know, if you, that's, that's the cool part about the Bible is that it's, it's true. You know, the Lord of the Rings is a fantasy tale, um, you know, written by, by a man. But the Bible's not. People say, oh, well, it definitely is. It was just a just a story. There's a lot of documented. <laughs> Jesus is one of the most well-documented humans ever to exist, if not the most well-documented human ever to exist. So to say that the Bible is false is, is a very silly argument. All right. So healing and miracles. Finally. Uh, let's see. Almost finally. There's symbol of symbolism of kingship. The symbolism of Aragorn's kingship aligns with the messianic expectations surrounding Jesus. As Aragorn ascends to the throne, the parallels to Jesus as the awaited Messiah becomes evident. This, this symbolic kingship becomes a powerful narrative device, adding layers of meaning to their respective stories. In Revelation 19.16, On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The parallel is Aragorn's ascension to the throne as a rightful king, fulfilling these messianic expectations. Aragorn says it's his rallying cry in the return of the king. This is awesome. Out of, <clears throat> out of doubt, out of dark to the day's rising, I came singing in the sun, sword unsheathing. To hope's end I rode into hearts breaking, now for wrath, now for ruin, and a red nightfall. Just, I get goosebumps, you know, just reading these things. We just watched Lord, uh, The Return of the King not that long ago. And just the ride of the Rohirrim and the, the battle at the Black Gate, just I, I, get, I get like choked up looking at it, honestly, because it's such a, a powerful scene and not only the book, but in, the, in the, the movie as well. And then you, you know, read Revelation, you see Jesus coming back and, and you're just like, man, <laughs> it's just so awesome to see. Uh, the, again, you can find Jesus anywhere, but... In in uh, the the symbolism of kingship, they finally at at the at some point in the story, either return of the king or in the Bible in Revelation or when <clears throat> when Jesus ascends, they assume their kingship, and you know without a doubt who they are. It becomes it becomes so clear and evident of who they are in their respective uh, narratives that they are the kings, they are sovereign. Jesus is. The, the Lord of the universe. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Aragorn is not, obviously, but he in, in that uh, uh, mythos, he is. And he goes and he, he utterly defeats evil at, at, because he cares that much for his people. That's what Jesus does. That's what he's going to do. He's going to return and he's going to defeat evil. He's going to rout it out completely. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> just like Just like the book says, right? So they're they're kings, all right. To kind of to wrap up, uh, through Aragorn and Jesus, these common themes of redemption, sacrifice, and commitment to justice emerge. Both characters grapple with the weight of their roles in the in the grander narrative, becoming agents of change and heralds of enduring justice. So five points. Let's go back and go cover them again. They. First one being uh, unexpected leaders. They fulfill their destiny and purpose. 
They display sacrificial leadership. They display healing and miracles. And they the symbolism of their kingship is evident throughout both narratives. And these themes of redemption, sacrifice, and justice play throughout the entire uh, uh, story. <clears throat> so in the intersection of fiction and faith, to conclude, the parallels between Aragorn and Jesus provide a lens through which to explore these truths, these profound and very evident truths. Their unexpected similarities in leadership, destiny, sacrifice, and redemption contribute to the enduring appeal of these narratives. It invites readers and believers alike to reflect on these universal themes embedded within these stories. That's why we're so attracted to it because it is, it is like our own lives. Can we be the heroes in our own stories? Yes, we have to understand that we are being guided by a hidden force. That is the Holy Spirit. That if you just allow it to, to embody you, and guide you in direction, you're going to find Jesus everywhere you go. If you'll simply just look around. That's all I got for you guys this week. If you haven't read The Lord of the Rings, I suggest you do it. It's on audiobook. I prefer, you know, uh, you know, handheld books because I like to feel the pages turn. But I do like audiobooks too. If you haven't read the Bible, pick it up. Start reading it because it is the greatest story ever told. Lord of the Rings is awesome and there's a lot of cool stuff in there. But it is, it doesn't hold a candle to the Bible and the narrative of, of ultimate redemption, salvation, and restoration of the human condition. So pick them up, read them. Let Jesus come into your heart and guide and direct you all the days of your life. That's what I'll pray for you guys today. Um, and just in, in, enjoy enjoy the stories like this. You know, it's, you, you can, I, I can't say enough about the Lord of the Rings. And this isn't, a, isn't a, a Lord of the Rings podcast by any means. But just like with Aslan, these characters appear and, and they speak to you in such a way because it's especially, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, can't speak for the ladies, but especially for men, you can see your destiny through these characters and that through the hero's journey and all the things that they go through. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, it, and it gives you hope and inspires you. And it wants you, makes you want to be a leader and a hero and, and, and sacrifice for others and, and serve people. It's, that's why it's, it's got such an appeal. At least a minute. Ladies, you guys let me know. If you if you listen to this, let me know what you think about characters. Maybe you guys, you know, uh, I feel like more of like Mary or Arwen or something like that. But for me, it's Aragorn and Jesus, right? So that's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Chase Tobin. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. Uh, please check us out on Good Pods. Please check us out on on our on the website, Three Pillars Podcast at WordPress.com. Make sure that you leave a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. If you're on Good Pods, rate each individual episode you listen to. I rate the show, share it, share the show. That's how we grow. Uh, and tell your friends all about it. I think you guys will really like this episode. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for all your support. Uh, we're going to end with a quick word of prayer as always. And then we're going to kick you guys out for a fantastic weekend. I hope you had a phenomenal Thanksgiving. I uh, love you guys very much. So without further ado. Heavenly Father, we just love you. Thank you so much for 
revealing yourself in a way that we can understand and helping us to have an example, putting your example in all, all places that we can follow you and know how to be like you, a servant leader, an unexpected leader, the hero of our own story because you are living within us, you dwell within us, and you let the Holy Spirit guide us uh, all the days of our lives. Lord, I ask you to be with everybody tuning into this podcast. Lord, I ask you to bless them with peace, bless them with strength, guide them and direct them to be the heroes of their own stories. That way we can all further your kingdom and live in eternity with you forever and ever. I ask all this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. Once again, I'm Chase Tobin. This is the Three Pillars Podcast. Until next time, Tobinator, out.